Welcome to P&G's Dog Training Tips, a podcast providing advice and support to pet dog owners and dog training enthusiasts. Hosted by dog trainers Paula Stone and Georgia Selby and featuring special guest trainers from far and wide. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello Georgia, how are you doing? I'm alright, not so bad. It's good to be back, it's been a while. It's been, it has been a while, yeah, but everyone thinks we're fake on. Well, there's been a lot happening, but we're going to talk about that later, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. It's been a bit hectic. So what have you been up to, Georgia? So, I've been um, quite busy. Obviously, we had the APDT, didn't we? Oh, yes. And what happened, Paula? Well, I passed my assessment. And what did you get, Paula? Oh, Georgia. Paula only got four flipping marks. <laughs> I did actually. That's um, awesome. Yeah, I got four marks. Made a tear come out, or well, m- maybe more than one tear. Yeah. <laughs> and it was nice because we were both there, weren't we? We were both there on the same day and we got to see each other and cheer each other on. Yeah, that was really our birthday. Yeah, yeah. So it was good. Um, but yeah, glad that's done and very proud to be a full member now. So that's yeah. good. Yeah, me too. Passed. Not as many as Paula. You did it, you got a good mark. Yeah, I did. I don't know, I've got a high percentage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know. So what else have you been doing? So I have uh, just finished the course with the Good Dog Academy uh, with Jules and Helen. Did my last module on that. Um, So finished that. And I also went for winter camp at Helen Phillips, which I absolutely loved. Wow. So that entails our three training days and two shoot-over days. So they are replica training of a shoot, but obviously you have Helen's support on its training type of thing. It's not obviously, um, it, well, obviously it's the real thing, but it's in a training purpose, but that was absolutely epic. So much fun, really good fun. Um, like if you're interested in that, I'd highly recommend Helen because she's just amazing. Um, but yeah, it's been a good year with them. So that was good. What else has been going on? Oh, let me think. Not much work, just getting on with work and stuff. So what about you? What have you been up to? Well, since the last podcast, I've had some fairly major life changes, uh, one of which is I've I've moved um, quite suddenly. So um, a lot of the last couple of months has been taken up with sort of getting settled, getting the dogs settled. Um, The APDT assessment was before that, and I've still got my ongoing... um, advanced diploma in canine behaviour management so sort of juggling all of that around my face-to-face sessions of one-to-ones and group training which haven't stopped so um yeah it's good busy good busy, <laughs> busy yeah. and good yeah slightly frazzled slightly chaotic <laughs> but we're back so don't worry guys because i know I, I know a few of you have like said to me where have you been and sometimes things get busy and it has been a busy few months and yeah, it's I mean been busy but we're back we're back yeah so thinking about you've been out and about Georgia haven't you oh yes I have I've been on shoots but you've also been out and about interviewing for the podcast oh I have you? yes so can you tell us a little bit about what what this episode's going to be about so um the first episode obviously the uh, one of the talkers I've been out to see is at Cheshire Dogs Home the manager there um Anna 
Um, and Anna is the manager there and she runs it. So we have done a podcast, me and Anna, um, on basically about Cheshire Homes and also about how to run a rescue, advice, stuff for owners and stuff about rescue dogs. Um, and also experiences and things that you know some you know some some of it is quite emotional mm. but um, it was really really great it was really interesting because even though I see Anna once a week and um, I help the rescue I didn't get the, I got the real detail on the podcast and Anna was really open and honest on it so it was brilliant and obviously again like Anna's an absolutely cracking manager so I, I can't wait for you guys to hear it because Cheshire is quite a well-known rescue um, so yeah, that's what the episode will be on, basically about rescue centres, how they run, um, the protocols of before and getting one and what goes on in the centre day to day life, a bit about the staff and all sorts and also a bit about Anna as well really, you know, she's been in the industry since her, basically since teenager so you'll listen to her story mm. of how she got to where she is which is actually very interesting. I mean I'm really interested in this episode because you know my dogs are rescue dogs, I've had rescue dogs for years. Um, and I think it'd be really interesting to see the other side of it, you know, where, where these dogs come from and the process that the people that are helping to rehab them have to go through. And that must be a really stressful industry yeah. to be part of. And there's, there's not a lot of money in it either. No. Um, so and you'll hear that. Yeah. And their that. reward has to come from their job. So we, you know, they need to be kept happy. These people, they deserve it. So I'm really interested in this episode. And in terms of future episodes, we've got some exciting plans, haven't yeah, we? Yeah, we have. But we're not going to tell, tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but we will tell you soon. So Georgia's done all the interviewing on this podcast because she's there. Yeah. Um, so w- without further ado, yeah, we're going to so, we play it. Yeah, let's get into it. Yeah. Right. Well, see you later. Welcome Anna and thank you for being a guest on our podcast. We are very excited to have you. Um, so I'm going to ask you a few questions about Cheshire Dogs Home. Um, I hope you like them. Brilliant. Uh, really excited to have you. Um, I've been looking forward to do this interview with you for a while. Um, so for the listeners, I um, also help out at Cheshire Dogs Home uh, once every Thursday. That's how uh, I'm very fortunate to have Anna on the podcast. So... Question one. For the listeners, could you tell me a little bit about yourself and what you do and, of course, most important, your dogs? So, obviously, I'm Anna Stansfield and I'm really lucky to be the manager of Cheshire Dogs Home. So, my responsibilities at Cheshire Dogs Home is just really to make sure that everything runs smoothly and our doggies get their forever homes. Um, Unfortunately, though, um, part of um, being at Cheshire Dogs Home, you fall madly in love um, with the four-leggeds. And I've got four at home. So, (laughs) (laughs) and they're a nightmare. No, I love them dearly, but they are so naughty sometimes. Um, they're like a family um, so I've got Betty she is now 10 years old she was born at Cheshire Dogs Home and I actually took her mum in Esme because her mum kept putting um, her mum was a Pomeranian cross and she kept putting Betty on a, in the drains and we were concerned that they would fall through because they were so small so of course they come home and they've all been successfully um, rehomed but Betty was struggling what we didn't realise at that point is she had birth defects um, so she has a lot of mobility problems and since she's um, since I adopted her she's had to have both um, femoral heads removed off her back legs um, she has osteoarthritis she also has has a deformed spine and sadly um, because of all her treatment she has developed 
epilepsy later on in her life. So to reach 10 is a massive is thing for her. In. But she's um, the boss in her. But although she's got so much going against her, she, her yeah. personality is amazing. That's amazing, 10 years old. Yeah. Wow. We didn't think she'd get that what far. What a fighter. She, she really is. And she, she's full of life. She yeah. always looks happy. Um, I have her, um, then I have her sibling, which is Poppy. Poppy came in a year after um, Betty was born at the dog's home. And she was brought in by a lovely family that had rescued her. Poppy had been really badly mistreated. And they were wearing um, gardening gloves. And she was attached. Um, she was a biter because she was so pet. Um, so her first response was really grab hold of anything. Yeah. Um, it was awful to see and she was in the kennels for, for quite some time. She actually built um, uh, an emotional um, attachment to me and that's why I took her home. Now she's a fully fledged um, therapy dog. Um, wow. She's done school visits. It took probably a good three, three to four years to get Poppy right and it was really going at her stage. But yeah, she's been to Crufts. We go to Crufts every year um, to celebrate rescue dogs and talk to people about um, their journey. So like Poppy's journey and how bad she was when she first came in to how they are today and what brilliant pets they can make. So she's a really good ambassador so, for the dog's home. So come to, with the therapy. So where does she go with the therapy work then? What does she... So like I say, so she goes to Croft. She's part yeah. of the display team. She's also done school visits, believe oh, it or not. Wow. I've got a little boy at home, Dylan. So he's eight years old. He's always known Poppy. I must say when I became pregnant, I was gutted. Sorry, Dylan, for saying that. Um, I found out I was pregnant. None of my dogs would have been suitable. And at least we had nine months to get them ready. <laughs> Um, I still think though Poppy looks at me I know uh, Poppy though to say she was so um, nervous aggressive when we got her and petrified I mean the other day she was wearing Pikachu ears because unfortunately children are probably worse the worst thing for dogs and she looked at me as if to say really really you, you let, <laughs> let me live with this child but yeah no um what about my other rescue dogs? I've got the lovely Max. He's a Catalan Shepherd cross. Wow. Um, he was just before the time of all, um, unfortunately, um, social media and um, the passing on of dogs. Some dogs can have eight homes, nine homes yeah. before they even get here. And that in itself. And Max is one of those dogs. According to his microchip, he'd had five homes before he'd even come in. And he came in to us around seven to eight months. Um, he's gorgeous. He's, he is really smashing you, you can't so we rehomed him quite quickly and he lasted 48 hours wow and they basically said you know unfortunately we, we, we've just taken we've not realized that we, we've taken on too much having a dog at this time and it was like all oh, right so we put him back up for adoption he went quite quickly and he was literally out 24 hours and they came back with the same kind of thing is they just weren't ready for a dog so no behavior or anything well is. this is the thing but it struck us as really odd because we would have classed him as one of the easiest dogs so i took him home um he settled with my dogs he was brilliant with them he settled with dylan who was um just going into his toddler stage so for children he was probably at the worst stage with children and dogs and um 
he was really fine. So I popped into work because I live on site and said, he's, he's absolutely fine, I don't quite get it. I must have left him 10 minutes and he literally had gone through my um, kitchen door. Ah, right, um, okay. So it was separation anxiety and I still to this day think it's because of so many changes in yeah. such an early developmental stage. Yeah. And my last dog is Primrose. Um, AKA the shark. (laughs) (laughs) She came into the dog's home. She's got um, problems with her back leg. She also has ear ear problems. But she is a scent Bernard that is basically told what to do by my Pomeranian cross. Um, I think I would love to see that. It is comical. And she she proper um, whines about it when she's in trouble with the other dogs. (laughs) And uh, she always is in trouble. You know, I've had the typical get home and, you know, the bin lids. still around her neck um, she's oh. played Andrex puppy um, <laughs> you name it Primrose I think she must watch the TV and think oh good I can do that at home so she's my dog in training yeah. and she is a little bit of a nightmare because unfortunately she was um, a breeding dog and she was out all of her um, early life in oh. a kennel then she was with us in a kennel so she's really struggled to adapt into a home environment yeah. um, and that has been very very challenging also she doesn't realise her size because uh, to use her mouth um, oh. so it has been very very tricky yeah so that's my dog she did ask I did that I tell you what <laughs> they're uh, right for a bunch but you took on some good cases there like well done you yeah I, th- I think every dog deserves a chance yeah, absolutely. And people fit some dogs and some dogs fit certain people and sometimes they don't just don't fit it's all getting the right match so what you need to do is make sure you don't let her watch um, Beethoven because yes, that, no, that, that would be no good. Although it? I think she's actually probably doing Beethoven three. Um, <laughs> she's probably rehearsing for that one. That's what that's what we're going to tell ourselves is rehearsing. Rehearsing. Where, no, um, that's amazing that um, because I know how difficult some of the cases you can get in here, and I think hats off to you for taking on any case that's difficult and that you could see. And sometimes they were just waiting out for you, weren't they? Yeah, and a lot, I mean, we've got staff here and they've all got two, three, four dogs and they're not easy dogs or the medical problem dogs. And hats off to all my staff here because, you know, they've got some cracking dogs, but they've really struggled to get them in the place that they need to be. And I hate to say it's because of society, the way they've been treated in their early life. Absolutely, because them development stages are so important. And when they don't have a good start, it can be quite detrimental later on down the line. Yeah. Okay, so how did you get into rescue work and what led you to it? Um, I was quite a troubled teen, if I'm being honest. Um, the only thing I loved was animals and someone at school, when I was being extremely naughty, realised that and caught me a week's work experience with the RSPCA. Oh, wow. Um, I thoroughly loved it. Um, it was the best thing that could have ever, ever happened to me. And just from that week, I was told if I knuckled down at school, um, they would give me a part-time job when I left. So I had to get a certain amount of GCSEs and they said if I did, they would give me a job and they stuck to that. So I'm very grateful. And that's how I got involved with Animal Rescue. So um, they give you a focus then? They did. And that's what I needed. You know, I was very naughty. I was very troubled and I needed that. Uh, I worked, don't get me wrong. um, I volunteered for that whole year that was left. I volunteered every weekend and I worked my socks off to keep that opportunity open for me. Oh, well, that was, that's quite inspiring. Yeah. For anyone who's listening, like, who's, like, interested, that's really inspiring. 
I didn't know that. Well, did you not know that? I didn't you know did. that. No, that's, that's how I started. I can see your cheeky side, so I can imagine yeah. you're a little bit naughty. <laughs> I just had a love of animals, and I yeah. always have. And I think I'm, I'm so lucky that my teacher realised that and got me that experience. And the fact that you know I could volunteer and keep that opportunity going um, for me has been the making of me, and I wouldn't be where I was without that. So I'm so grateful for those years, really, when I could have gone the other way. Yeah, definitely. That's wow. So, yeah. I, I don't know, I didn't expect Did that. Did you not? No. <laughs> right, okay. So, have you always had a passion for dogs? I always have. Always wanted a dog. Um, I didn't get a dog until I was 14 years. My parents wouldn't let me have one. Um, so, I wasn't responsible. And I know it's not up to the ch- child, but no. you do still need to, to help out. Um, so, we had um, Pippa Jack Russell, and he was extremely naughty. A bit like me at the time. Um, so, we were inseparable. <laughs> so, we're like, we could be naughty together. Yeah. It was great fun. <laughs> he would he would go through the fence, over the fence, and under the fence. <laughs> <laughs> and he was just a nightmare. I used to, oh yeah, I had some uh, fun with him. Um, so yeah, and then my dog after that, Henry, which was my first dog on my own, you know, after I left home, he was a staffy cross. And the stuff he got into, it was so much fun. <laughs> I just remember walking on the canal, and it was raining, but when you, if you're a staffy owner and a young staffy owner, you know they just need their walk no matter. They yeah. don't care. No. In fact, they're more happy if it's raining and wet because, you know, they can slide in the mud. So we're out on one of our walks, and we're on the canal. He was off the lead. He was bombing around, having great fun, and I just knew. I saw a gentleman parked up in the lay-by. He opened his boots. Um, it was a businessman he got his suit on um it was a mercedes and the next thing i saw my muddy jack russell up and over into the boot into the car i could hear lots of shouting i was walking closer and i'll be honest oh my goodness you'll have to get him out of that himself i walked the other way (laughs) he did follow me thank goodness i just could not walk away the walk away you know we just think i'm on my own you will just have to come, shout at him and walk the other way. It worked, thank goodness. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so that goes, goes back to my love of dogs. I mean, yeah, crikey, you can have so much fun with them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, is there any myths in the rescue world you'd like to debunk and why? Oh my goodness, myths in the rescue. Yeah, there's lots of myths. Um, we are, I think one thing that everyone's got to remember is we love dogs. Yeah. And um, anyone that works in a rescue centre of dogs, cats, any type of animal, they're there for the love of animals. Unfortunately, um, for us at Cheshire Dogs Home, we deal with stray dogs. We don't assess our dogs before they come in. We get what is basically has nowhere else to, um, to go. Yeah. And some of them are beyond help. And and some sadly occasion we have to say goodbye to them yeah but my goodness we go through um everything to try and not have that happen and i think it's awful when people call us like a pound yes and they've never been or they don't understand yeah i just think come down and have a look and look at the work we do you know you work yeah here every, you volunteer here every thursday you help us do um behavior plans for our dogs and i think that's the biggest myth is yeah. um i don't think sometimes people realize in animal um how much um goes on in animal welfare and yeah. rescue centers like ours 
And I don't think they realise sometimes your limited resources. Yes, and I think that's, you know, the, there is there is limited resources. I mean, Cheshire Dogs Home, I mean, our medical fees per month, because bear in mind, we, we don't know what's coming through that door, can easily um, hit £10,000 yeah. of donated money. You know, we just had Nikita Simbra. Yeah. Simbra was a pair with Skylar. His vet bills already, I mean, he's he became very, very ill. £2,500 he's cost this dog's home um but now seeing those pictures on um facebook of yeah. him settling in his home, his home having updates but i don't think sometimes people realize the cost of running a rescue no. center and the myth around how rescue centers run i don't think they realize as well that you're a charity and you're solely funded yes yes if it wasn't for the um wonderful donations we get we wouldn't um survive and i think when you look at simba and you look at yeah. the cases that we get um you know I've had a dog this year that was hung um, you know it came as a strain in an awful state and um, hats off to my staff there's situations you know um, last year we had a dog that was so emaciated he was still house trained though um, he couldn't stand he was on a drip all through Christmas uh, into New Year but he wouldn't go to the toilet because he was still house trained and you know um, six seven times a day he had to be and he was a big it was um, even though he was emaciated he was a heavy dog carried out outside so he could sniff at the fence oh. and go to the toilet and everyone was just covered in whatever because we had to support him um, full of we and it was just and I don't think sometimes people realise what goes on behind the scenes no, and what I the staff have that. to put up with yeah thank you oh right. just gonna get my breath <laughs> <laughs> okay so let's talk about your fantastic rescue cheshire dogs home tell us about a normal day today in the running of the rescue and what does this entail um that's the best part we're not normal <laughs> we never have a normal day we never have a normal day um, and that's because um, we range we usually sit around 60 to 80 dogs and they all have their own issues they all have their own oddities they all have their own health problems um we never know who's coming just whilst we're sat here i can see the staff going backwards and forwards we're accepting five dogs from um different kennels today yeah. um so realistically the first thing in the morning that we all do is that all the dogs get checked to make sure from overnight they're okay and it's amazing how many dogs are house trained still yeah. in a kennel environment so th that is the first priority is get um, out for a, a piddle a piddle and whatever else is going <laughs> to come out um, and then it, we start we start going down obviously cleaning we clean um, um, half the kennels at the front first so that we're feeding in a clean area so yes. a lot of people actually think we're going to feed first but we don't yeah. um, um, so we clean um, the first half and feed, then we pop them back in the back and then we clean um, the fronts and um, the backs. I've put it the wrong way around but yeah um, and then it's making sure medications are covered um, it's making sure um, we have a vet um, here four days a week so it'll be in and out of the vet unit and then the dogs will have amazing we have um, at the moment around 83 current volunteers and without oh, wow. them uh, we really couldn't do what we do and between 11 and 1 they walk all the dogs for us um, I didn't realise you had that many 
I know. Well, we have uh, volunteering, I, I think, at a dog's home is great. Some people want to be very hands-on with the dogs, and dog walking is perfect for that, or kennel buddying yes. in the afternoons when we're open to the, um, for adoption. But a lot of people like posters when we have an event. Um, some people just come and help at the events. Some people do the posters for that. So it's a massive, massive thing we have going on with our volunteers. So if you, anyone's thinking about volunteering, but they don't think they've got the skills with the animals, we can use it to lies anybody oh i love that okay so what are the greatest challenges in running of the rescue i think the greatest challenges after the dogs because obviously they're, they're the most important things and they bring different challenges in every single day is possibly the public and the public's perception yes. uh, it's very very difficult um we have a lot of dogs here that have been mistreated abused not trained um have very bad separation anxiety yeah. which leads into other behavior um problems and when you sit see them in a kennel environment and they're looking dead cute and cuddly because yeah, they all absolutely. do uh, and we're turning around to people and say unfortunately um you're not meeting the right match for this dog i think sometimes people think we are being over um protective but yes. we have to look at the facts and we have to look at yeah. we need a successful adoption it's not anything at the person and i think that's the hardest challenge is really the perception of how we come across to, yeah. to people because i've you seen know, you've been verbally abused before i've yes. seen the staff being verbally abused and i've also seen it on social media and it was very upsetting to see it's, um, it's very difficult because yeah, i think you're people... just trying to do the best by the dog and also the people as well and I think people come in with great intention yeah. um, and they have an idealism of what they're looking for and maybe a dog to them looks that, like it fits every box but it, they're only getting a glimpse in the kennels and it's very upsetting to read re reports on like social media and it's like well no all we've said is the truth that yes. you know this dog has this issue and we can't we can't brush it under the carpet because it would just not be successful no. for them and or you have for the to dog. Yes, yeah, and you know, um, so that I think is the hardest thing that we have to overcome is, um, you know, how to get that across because there's so many dogs that are, are suitable for those people. Yeah. It's just perhaps they're not looking at that specific breed or yeah. they type. just see the cute face, don't they? But they yes. don't understand what's going on. Well, you look at how many months have yeah. you been helping with Tilly? Yeah, Tilly stunning. Tilly's stunning, and she bring oh her eyes. They just pull yeah. you in. She's like a wheat and white, long-legged <laughs> cross terrier type. I, I don't. I mean, she's absolutely adorable, but she's terrified of dogs, yeah. and that in itself brings out um, an aggression. Really, yeah. um, she can redirect that aggression onto people as well. And you've worked wonderfully. The yeah. staff have worked wonderfully. The amount of people that want Tilly, and because she's quite they don't see and we do lots of visits they have to come in and out yeah. and you know she's going to be really successful in the right home it's just waiting for that what right yeah home to and come. it's accepting tilly for who she is yes because that's what we have to say is that you know she's like you said she's dog reactive and we want her to have minimum exposure really to dogs as we can and give her a quiet life she wants yeah. a nice quiet life with a quiet home and no expectations ever of her going to be that dog who's going to play with the other dog. That's We just want to accept her for who she is because yeah. she's a mate and she's so beautiful. She is. But she can be, because she's so pretty, people she's go, 
She's fooling. And then trying to explain that to people that are seeing. She sits at a kennel. She wags. She she dips her head. She holds a toy for you. Oh my goodness, your heart melts. Yeah. But she is not. She's probably in the most diff, one of the difficult dogs in the centre at the moment. So bright though. Highly intelligent. Highly so trainable. I mean, I like I said, I'm gutted. I have four dogs because I would have loved to. Yeah. Yeah, I could take her home and, yeah. you know, I think she'd be very happy. But unfortunately, I've got four dogs yeah. and she wouldn't be happy. Um, so, yeah, and that's what we face sometimes is perhaps, um, you know, Tilly isn't easy, but she looks adorable. Yeah, but if anyone wants a beautiful dog and is happy for a quiet life, she's the one. Yeah. So I think that's the biggest cha- challenge in the rescue centres. Yeah, and also the main is the financials. Um, Cheshire Dogs Home um, costs around 35000 a month to run. That's insane. Our vet bill can be uh, so high. Um, we help thousands of dogs every single year through both our rescue centres. Um, but that that is a big concern. And I think when you start volunteering and you see what goes on behind oh God, the scenes, yeah. then you can get a real good understanding of the, of the you home. guys are non-stop non-stop no. and you're constantly in the office trying to fundraise for something yes i always get joined in on something <laughs> don't I? Georgia. oh georgia you go me no come back in we need to have these sweets <laughs> i think i see the volunteers like scoot past my window <laughs> as if to say you sure no let's go <laughs> she's on the fundraising <laughs> you need to chat you can do other stuff with your hands absolutely um okay so what is your ambition for the cheshire, cheshire dogs home where would you like it to be in five years time to be honest i would love it to be where it is now and literally helping as many dogs as we can um and get them successfully rehomed i think um that is something I, when i mean i've talked about a few and like tilly yeah. i mean she is being hard work for all of us as, yeah. you, as you know but someday in the future she will get that right home and we we will hopefully see updates with up, um, updates on how well she's doing and I think that's when we know we've got it right yeah um, and there's so many Virgil this year um, he was so naughty and had so much going on but he's successfully in his new home and has been for a while Molly and Holly, we had for three and a half years, years and years back. They were so naughty. They were cross staffies. They had lots of issues going on. Um, I saw recently a picture of them. They look old ladies. Well, <laughs> they are because time has travelled. Yeah. But again, you know, and Molly, the um, Springer Spaniel went to the um, prison she, service, didn't she? She was a sniffer dog, Molly. Um, I mean, she'd had six homes that we knew of, and she was, she was just so intelligent. And that was her biggest problem: yeah. was her intelligence. She needed to work, and. That's why she wasn't successful in home environments. And that that's um, something that I'd love us to work more on um, over the years is, um, you know, making sure that we're getting um, a successful amount of uh, ratio with dogs going to the right homes, Absolutely. if that makes sense. We yeah. do now, but I, I just want it to continue. Yeah. Um, it's... Um, it's a pretty... It's an amazing place to work. Yeah, I'm It addicted. really is. It is. It's like... <laughs> It's like chocolate. You love it. You can't get enough of it. <laughs> Luckily, we don't expand the waistline, so that's that's a good thing about us. But yeah, it's an addictive um, place. It I really love it. is. 
I think you staff are amazing. I think everybody who works here are amazing. It's not just the dogs for me, it's you guys as well. I can see how much work you put in. Well, if I look at they don't just like with the animals. I mean, we were fundraising only the other yeah. night and they were here in the woodlands in the freezing cold. We'd had a spooky walk. <laughs> spooky walk. <laughs> and it, they were freezing cold for about three hours doing trick-or-treating and they were all in the next morning looking after the dogs and you could see them like absolutely exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just like yay <laughs> so it's yeah i think cheshire dogs i just want it to still be here because the amount of dogs we help yeah absolutely. Uh, and if we weren't here what would happen with those dogs yeah you know simba would here have um died yes he probably would have uh, you know we've had a lot of dogs last year and i'm touching wood because i'm superstitious i'm hoping you know people aren't vaccinating as well as they did um part of the virus is coming back um with some strength you know um, um, if you get a case of that, that's a thousand pounds we're looking at getting that dog right. And who would be doing that if we weren't here? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, because yeah. So, for, actually, because I've seen a post recently, and I'm going a bit off topic, but somebody was saying. Yeah. There we're back. Sorry, everybody. I think my phone, I can get that edited. That's um, okay, then. <laughs> if not, it was George's phone that caused the problem. <laughs> my phone. Um, so we, uh, yeah, so I was um, seen on the internet not long ago and they were saying about adoption fees. Um, and I think it was a hundred and something. And you say, oh, it's quite expensive. And I was thinking it's not. The dogs Gosh, get no. neutered, you're getting all the vaccinations, you're getting chipped. Um, also, all the vet care and everything for that. And then all, basically, and then as well as how long that dog's been there, that doesn't even cover half of it, I bet. It doesn't, even on a straightforward rehome dog that's got very little issues, it doesn't, the adoption fees do not cover the care that they get here, and that's before we start looking at the health care. Um, you know, the health care is a massive thing for us and for many rescues. Okay, okay. If you could have one wish for the rescue, what would it be and why? Oh my goodness, there's so many. Um... One wish. I don't know if you can... I, th I think to make sure that we're still here in 10 years. Oh, I love that. I think that would be a massive wish. Um, today it would be Kia because she's been here so long and finding yes. her a home. Yeah. Um, so that that would be a wish. Um, there's just so many. I think... the. F I've worked here 13 years and I love the place. I get yeah. very emotional when I see on social media certain things. Yeah. Um, but when you see the work it does, so my wish would be that in 10 years it's still doing what it's doing yes. and to the standard it's doing it at. Absolutely. I feel like I get protective of you guys now when I see things. I know. I know I did a video recently on about adopting a dog, didn't I? Because I was so like, <gasps> they're like, you're I, like my baby. <laughs> I get So when I'm on, and people call, call us pound because we deal with the strays yeah. and I, I'm like trying not to respond because I'm like oh my god have you ever been because yes. <laughs> I love this place dearly it's an American term that isn't it it's it is it, um, I don't know I, I, I get very protective I love this place I love what it does it's an amazing place and so you should be okay okay so someone wants to adopt a dog what advice or questions should they ask themselves before they commit to getting a rescue dog Oh my goodness, that's a big one. Um, we really need to look at um, our lifestyle. Are we, are we going to be in enough for a dog? 
um, you know, a lot of us work full time. Then we have a life, so we go out. Yeah. We get, even if it's just the shop, you're still leaving that dog a little bit longer. So it'd be looking at your lifestyle. Are you an active? Um, I think it's very different. Lots of dogs are very different, and people are very different. And it's yeah. looking for the type of dog that's going to match you. Have you got it's the like finances? Yeah, it is. Yeah, wouldn't that be great? That become razor in the future. <laughs> I think it's it's really look at your finances as well. Um, you know, I go back to Betty. Um, Betty, my dog. You know, I knew I was taking on health problems with her. I didn't quite know how much, and she wasn't insurable for her things. Um, she was born with a deformed spine, um, because of the deformity getting worse with the osteoarthritis. Um, last was it last last year? I myself, and my husband had to find four thousand two hundred pounds. Uh, and I'd sold my car. I mean, we literally ate bread for like, <laughs> we were doing nothing. Um, and we got a really good, you know, but think about that. Yeah, um, some things aren't, and can you afford the insurance? Because I do advise people to really look into getting some type of insurance for a yes. pet because of medical fees are so, um, so big for dogs. So it's looking at your finances, the time that you've got. You know, and one thing that I know we've discussed a lot is are you going to have time to socialise your dog, even if it's just like at socialisation puppy classes, if you're going for a puppy? Because the more you put into that puppy, the more that you you get your finances and the time you've got to commit and really the time you've got to commit for training um, I think dogs are absolutely amazing they're a brilliant addition to any household um, but also you have to think about you know when you go on holiday where's the dog you're going to go to or are you going to do the uh, wonderful thing of taking the dog with you yeah. there's so many questions but yeah. it's really what 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 you can give to the dog, not what the dog can give to you at the stage of yeah. getting a dog, I think. And I think also asking yourself, okay, so rescue, there might be issues there. Am I willing to commit that extra training or anything it's like that? Some rescues, I, I go to my four, not one of them have been easy. They're so rewarding now. Yeah. Uh, Primrose. Yeah, she's getting there. <laughs> she's waiting for Beethoven. Uh, yeah, she. You know, they're so it's so rewarding um, oh, to yeah. adopt. But if I didn't put the time in, it would have um, crashed and burned really um, yeah. with all my doggies. Um, don't get me wrong, there's some very um, easier rescue dogs. I've had very difficult rescue dogs, but you know, just them settling. You are going to have a period that you've got to get used to them. They've got to get used to yeah. your ways some can be honeymoon because they're not ready to show them true selves yes and so it's a big commitment Absolutely. you have to think about children like when I uh, fell pregnant with Dylan I can't take it back now <laughs> once he's there he's there I'm sticking to jobs. When he drew on my walls that time I could have sent it back I tell you <laughs> you know when you walk up the stairs and you're like Eah! yes <laughs> So, you couldn't send him back, so you can't with your dog, can you? Let's, no. let's be honest. I think I'd be quite happy to send a child back and go, no, no, I don't fancy this. <laughs> but no, with dogs, because that's more distressed for them, you Absolutely. know, to, to go back to a rescue centre or to be moved on again, cause us. Okay, so there are now, they are now ready to adopt and have committed to go to the rescue. 
When they arrive at yours, what is the process they have to go through and what are you looking for from them? So the first thing is to have a look around, have a chat with the staff um, and talk about their um, situation. Um, what they're looking for, what what their life is like. I know that sounds really intrusive, but, you know, some dogs fit a very busy, very noisy environment. Some dogs don't. Some dogs really need to be quiet and calm environment. So it's have a chat with the staff, um, go through that. Um, what If you came in and you, you saw a dog you were interested, we would be asking you to fill out a form that gives us the information that we need to have a look at to see whether or not it's a match. Dating app. Um, dating app, yeah, they <laughs> There you go <laughs> we're halfway there um and it's not us trying to be intrusive it's just we really need this to be a successful match um for for, for adopters because let's be honest what 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 is owning a dog it's to be fun yes it's to be um, fulfilling and we need yeah. to make sure that we're we're ticking all those boxes um and then we do some home visits um we sometimes will contact your vet because if you've had a dog before you'll have a veterinary history yes. um you know so there's lots of stages if you're in rented accommodation have you got permission um, because we'd hate for a dog to settle and you to get attached and then for the landlord to turn around and say unfortunately yes. you haven't got permission yeah. there's loads of stages some of our dogs um, are you know um, take a while they've got um, behave- I hate I'm sounding as if all our dogs have got behaviour problems and they, they haven't. haven't I think it's because you're with me children and of course we're always discussing behaviour problem dogs so I'm just a bit worried that this uh, podcast is it's all Thursday goes into behaviour <laughs> mode <George> <laughs> <is here. laughs> but you know um, lots of meets and greets to get the dog comfortable with you to you to get comfortable with the doggy we need to see everyone not just that's living at home but any, you know if you're having regular visiting people yeah. it's let's get the them family. meet yeah. here yeah, um, make sure everything's okay before we go go to the adoption stage. So it's yeah. it's getting all this into place. So do they get to um, if they you see quite like things on paper? Do you go and take them somewhere that they can meet the dog, and then you can see how they interact with the dog? Yeah, and stuff so like that? we have a compound area. I'm so sorry if you come in the winter and it's raining. It's not the best, um, but yeah, we, we <laughs> get an umbrella. Gosh, no, but you know, um, we have a compound area um, that um, sounds awful. Compound an exercise area that sounds better, doesn't it? That we can uh, introduce you somewhere quieter than the kennel environment yeah. and you can have the dog off lead and just get get time to spend with them and ask any questions and ask questions even if you don't know the dog you're about to take go into a rescue centre with lots of questions that um, think about it first because the staff are more than happy to help with that yeah. we would prefer you to ask us questions then we can uh, tell you even more about the dog yes. you know and we'll try and tell you everything as we can yeah. but the more you ask it's better for you then as well yes so yeah okay you have come across thousands of dogs in the years you have worked in rescue. Has there ever been any standout case of the story that you could never forget, the good or the bad or both? Um, so I touched on Holly and Molly um, yes. earlier. I mean, they were with us for over three years. And to see them successful, that's my best. And that will never. Um, I think the worst scenario, and I had to be polite because that's my job, is someone stood in front of me and they'd had a dog for quite a few years. I, I can't remember now, probably, let's say seven or eight years from a puppy. That's all the dog had known. And um, they were handing the dog over because they'd changed the colour of the set 
and they were genuine what? in that so i can't remember now but say they'd um just got a black settee and the dog had white hairs they were literally getting rid of the dog be the dog and i, I remember standing there the other side of the counter and saying right what a bit because they fill out a form and i'm looking through and this dog sounds perfect and i and i and it came to the reason and it, it said um new settee and i was like what's going on so and generally the dog had been a loyal pet all those years and they changed the settee or and um it was causing too much mess oh. and and i at first i was like are the cameras going to come around the corner and it's like surprise we've got you <laughs> and they were being genuine so sad and that was soul destroying and i think the worst part of working in rescue also is the dogs that are loved that come into the dog's yeah. home some people have no choice um you know it's not through their own fault of rehoming and i think the love dogs seeing them when you get a dog that's gravely ill on um deathbed really and you turn them around you get them ill and um, get them ill no you get them <laughs> healthy and you or a dog that comes in with extremely bad um, behavior problems because they're petrified of something and we can find out what that is and we can help them stay stabilize themselves and for them to feel happy and then they get a home that's lovely um that's what we're all about but as a rescuer it's a dog um sadly you know uh, we get we're seeing an increase of older people that have passed on so that animal has been yeah. really well treated yeah. but then they end up here and the family haven't taken them on and that that is so like destroying yeah it, it really is and i just uh, uh, it, it's difficult um, sometimes okay Forever, uh, for anyone who's interested in helping or working in the rescue what advice would you give them and how they could get into it a bit like me volunteering I think yeah. the vo volunteering going and volunteering at any of your local rescue centres or Cheshire Dogs Home <laughs> <laughs> right. um, I think that's the best thing because rescue is not always what people think um, like our dog walkers we've got some really dedicated dog walkers but a lot of people come some of my volunteers that don't do dog walking anymore um, they actually love the home they just it's um a lot more physical than they thought yes um it's um that some people have struggled because they could take all the dogs home and they feel sad for them so it's it's really um going along and volunteering and seeing what you're interested in and if rescue is really what you want yeah. and if it's not that's great or if it is what do you want to go and do um, there's so much in rescues that you can do yeah. um, even customer relationships is really really good because that's what keeps your rescue centre going so yeah, if it's not animals there's other ways that you can, you help, can yeah. help brilliant okay for, okay so before we get uh, to the fun question is there anything you think I have missed and um, and you would have asked yourself or you want to ask me <laughs> I don't know why I put that. I thought, well, right. Georgia, let's let's give another five hours there. Lots of questions. When did you know? I'm joking. Um, I think I think with a rescue centre, I think I would be asking everyone just to 
go if you're thinking about getting a dog go and visit rescue centers i'm conscious that our podcast has been very much about the difficult but there's some lovely lovely dogs yeah, that absolutely. are really really waiting for homes and um, we have a display team here and our display team is all ex-residents and like my max when his separ- separation anxiety was so bad i mean the little horror went through two, two fridge freezers i mean you can blame me for the second one because we didn't learn um, that he was going to chew the door off um but you know he's such a rewarding dog now yes people look at him and straight away he's, he's typical shaggy and very medium size he's very cute is our max and he's got um lovely uh, eyeliner on no i've not given him eyeliner it's just <laughs> it looks as if he's got yeah. eyeliner on but you know and people go oh my goodness and it's like yes and he just needed the chance and um we've got 56 dogs in it um today when we go home tonight um i live on site and i do take a moment to think about the 56 that are here tonight and they all deserve a loving home absolutely i sometimes just don't understand why um you know they're here yeah some of them just are desperate desperate to be loved well from your um sister rescue obviously i've got bobby myself um so it always when I come back here I just look and go you know I've felt one there and I look at him and I just it I just remember when I like you said about the toilet dogs I remember when I first got him out and he just weed everywhere like he wouldn't <laughs> put his leg down so he virtually got to the car oh bless him he was leg was mid-air like that all the way because and he's still he will not wee in the garden to this day he has to literally go okay. on a walk um, and I think that when I go back to the dogs' homes, very yeah. challenging. Every dog is so different. Yes, it absolutely. really, really is different. And learning, they can't talk to us, so we've no. got to learn from. Sometimes they try and tell us something by using their mouth, which in yeah. society is not classed. But they're actually just trying to tell us something. And I think what's amazing about my staff is that they unravel that. They find out what's going on with your help. Yeah, um, you come in every week and you do your, your assessment and the staff follow them and yeah I think I'm so lucky to work here I've worked here 13 years and I hope to retire here um and but no I every day I come in I am so lucky to be here and I'm so happy to see the um the after the before upsets me rescue since I was 16 and it's still not changing it's still it's still always and i i think you know i'd love to and that's why we do a lot of school visits um because the next generation hopefully will be the generation because my generation hasn't been able to stop animal cruelty yeah absolutely and i'm hoping that you know with school education things well, like sentences that, have grown up they? they have and you know i just yeah it's a massive thing, rescue centres, then. Certainly not straightforward at all. No. Well, I just have to say this before I ask you the fun question. Go on, then. You're an amazing manager, and thank you thank for you having Georgia. me here. And um, I didn't I... pay you for that one. It's <laughs> good, isn't it? That's the <laughs> <laughs> um, No, you're an amazing manager, and I love the way the team follow you everywhere, and it's nice to see a manager who cares about the team just as much as the dogs, and I think that's why you've got such a committed team around you. So, like I said, thank you for letting me uh, work here. I absolutely love it. We are all very lucky that we work here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Because the dogs. Yeah. The dogs make our lives very absolutely. fulfilled, I think. Yeah, I always come I always come back with a high when I come here. Like, just to even get a simple thing of biting leads, for instance. That dog was started at the beginning and at the end it has finished doing, wasn't doing it anymore. Just little moments like that go, there you go. We found out what's going on a little bit. 
help that dog out. So, yeah. Okay, so the fun question. Okay, if you could be a breed <laughs> or crossbreed oh, gosh. of dog, what would you be and why? Oh, now I would like to say Staffy because they like their food, <laughs> but I don't like the energy afterwards. <laughs> so I wouldn't make a good Staffy Bull Terrier. Um, oh, British Bulldog. Oh. Yeah. Like my food. Not 100% active, <laughs> but very intelligent. Snort a bit round the Yeah. <laughs> I'd just <laughs> be at home, quite happy, looking regal. Have you got your own flag as well? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think that's I'd a really a, good... I I, I, I'd, that. I, I'd be a lazy dog, I think. I, do I, I, I think I'd, I'd love to watch the world go by. So, yeah, and I'd love to feel regal. So, British Bulldog. I reckon British Bulldog... With a bit of Great Dane for height, because you're very tall. Yes, and yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, in our fundraising events, we do dog most like owner. So I've just called myself a British um, bulldog, haven't I? Yes. <laughs> I'm getting old, so I've got the wrinkles. <laughs> and I'm, I'm a, a bit chubby. So I'm just, sorry to all the British bulldog owners. <laughs> <laughs> just just delete that last bit. But no, I think that's what yeah. I would like to play. I like that. If, if I was on my diet days, when I go through my diet moments, Jack Russell, full of energy, <laughs> full of fun, into lots of trouble. Yeah. So it depends on what day I'm on. Let's say they're Bulldog and Terrier. Terrier, yeah. yeah. You've got the attitude of the Terrier. Yeah. Full Ter- on, Terriers full on cheeky. are cool, aren't they? Yeah, I have a Terrier. I have Terriers oh. myself. I could not have a house without a Terrier. I had a, um, Daphne Daisy um, Terrier. So she, um, she came in as a stray years back. And um, we, um, she was called Daphne. And she, she was not very pretty. She had these big googly eyes. <laughs> I said to my mum, my mum. My family had to put up a lot. It's all dog, 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 dog. And I remember my mum round. I said, I've got a new dog. All excited. <laughs> my mum came in there on her red bean bag and she just growled at my mother. I just thought, yeah, that's how I feel sometimes. <laughs> Love you, mum. But you know, when you're just like, it's just so... It's, I thought, oh no. Yes, yeah. So Jack Russell's, yeah. You're just like, you are just like me. You know yeah. my pain. <laughs> we love our mothers really, by Yes. <laughs> okay, so... Last question. Thank you for being on the show, Anna. It's all right. For anyone who is interested in donating or helping, have you got a website and social media platforms they can find you on? Also, do you have any upcoming events that people could come to? So, um, we have our wonderful website, dogshome.net. So, um, find us on there. Um, Facebook, Manchester and Cheshire Dogs Home. Yeah. And um, Twitter, which I'm not on. I cannot get my head around Twitter. It's that bad. I think we're Manch. I just link it with Instagram. Is it Manch? Yes, you are Manch. Manch. Same with Instagram as well. Oh, we Manch. See, yeah. I, isn't that bad? I didn't know. Even I know. <laughs> Even you know. Um, so, yeah, so you, you can find us on that. And we're getting Christmassy, aren't we? Yes. Santa will be here um, in his grotto for our four-leggeds and our children, preferably being the four-leggeds. Um, but, yeah, Santa is um, gracing his presence at our Christmas fair, which I'm having to look at my calendar, is Sunday the 8th of December, Ooh. 11 till 4. I'll have to get my Christmas hat on. But you have to come festive. I will come festive. Got to be festive. Should I put a beard on? Oh. I don't think you need one, George. <laughs> a whistle with... Oh, you, oh. <laughs> I nearly swore then, but I won't. 
do shave. <laughs> Says it all. No, anyway. But yeah, no. Santa will be here. So I've just got myself on the naughty list by saying that, haven't I? I'm always on the naughty list. It's Can't not get good. Best list to be on. Oh, and you know what? I love Christmas at the dog's home. Um, I'm afraid to say we're shut Christmas Day, Boxing Day and New Year's Day. But for a rescuer, they're hours. Oh, they're hours yeah. for those days. We don't have anyone come in. And we love people coming in. But those three days are very special of the year because our doggies are ours. And they get, on Christmas Day, they get our Christmas meal. Oh. My poor husband. I sa- I'd love to say I do it. Um, but they all get Yorkshire pudding. <laughs> So in the morning before our turkey goes on, all the Yorkshire puddings get cooked and they get here warm. I have to time everything. So our Christmas meal gets later and later because obviously they need a nice warm Yorkshire pudding. And um, the volunteers at Paul Marie, she does um, all the veg. Yep, so... Well, I do the same on Christmas Day. I have my bowls. I actually serve the dogs first, the Christmas dinner, before I serve Well, that's what happens here. And a lovely, um, the local um, pub down the road cooks all the, um, they have chicken because it's a chicken rotisserie, so they cook all the chicken for us. How lovely. But yes, I love. So Christmas fair. Christmas fair. Bring your doggies. Have you got anything going on at Cruff's, anything a bit further on as well down the line that people could be yeah so um earlier on we've got um next weekend we're going to the national pet show in birmingham at the nec and we're taking some of our rescue dogs there we're also taking our display team and then hopefully next year if we get our invite back we'll be at crufts we really enjoy crufts because we love to talk about our crossbreeds and our uh, rescue dogs and um, can't miss you in the orange you can't we've been tangoed um no (laughs) We stand out in a crowd, don't we? Um, we don't need spray tans. It's like my mouth wasn't loud enough. We put ourselves in orange. No, we stand out in our orange. Yes, thank you for pointing that out, Georgia. Um, it's not the most flattering colour either. But yeah, I love um, it. So Crofts, we, we really do because we've been going the last four or five years and we've been um, in the ring talking about our rescue dogs and their, their journey to rehabilitation, really. Yes. Um, then we have, um, we all get posh. It's very doggy people. We're not we're not well dressed and no offense to us all we we love our (laughs) yeah it's like it's like we oh my goodness when we know where we've been you know picking up goodness knows what (laughs) um but we do have our bond night that's usually good friday and that's a a local um stay them lodge we're hosting that and that that's um um three course dinner um, casino tables i'm afraid it's for prizes not for money and everything goes and um, goes to dogs home oh. so one one day a year we try and get dressed up yeah that means no jeans trousers and maybe a nice shirt oh wow yes what the heels are i know hey? oh gosh no can you imagine me in heels <laughs> just can't Even walk taller. <laughs> you also do a few festivals and stuff through the year as well so people can find you at like yeah. dogs fest dog fest we do dog fest again we do um we do um cheshire uh, um cheshire um Cheshire County that's it show we yeah. do that we try and try and do some things because I think it's nice for people to meet the rescue dogs and certainly at the festivals Absolutely. um like Dog Fest and Cheshire County show um all our ex um, we, uh, we don't take our doggies from the kennels because we find it it's a bit stressful for them especially the amount of people that we meet and like at Crofts it's um so busy so uh, we take our ex rescue dogs and actually if you've adopted I'm always looking for um dogs 
dogs and owners to join our um, our team that does all the display and does um, but they just have to have been adopted from either Manchester or Cheshire Dogs Home. There you go, Georgia. You know where you'll be going next year. Bobby and his grumpy self. All right then. <laughs> <laughs> Biscuit. Yeah. Go on then. <laughs> Question is: Is Georgia suitable to be one of our? I'll display it. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thank you again oh, for having you. Anna. Really enjoyed that, and I think the viewers will, the viewers, listeners will too. So yes. thank you again for coming on. It means Adopt the world a dog. Adopt a dog. dog. Yes. Yes. What's it? Hashtag your. What's your hashtag so that people, if they ever want to go, it is. Um, Give a dog a chance. Hashtag Thank you. Give I a dog just, a chance. I, I gave Georgia that look of, oh my goodness, I've forgotten in the moment. Honestly, yes. Anna. Are you the manager? <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you again. Uh, thank you.